The Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today. And the courage to grow is business. MTN Business, a new world of business. Hello and welcome to the Big Small Business Show. Thank you for spending your time with us. My name is Alon Rez and this show is for you if you are an entrepreneur, want to be an entrepreneur, or perhaps you're an entrepreneur who can't get to the next level. Now, normally on this uh, slot we have our panel and from time to time we have our avoided debate. The avoided debate is the, the discussions that entrepreneurs have perhaps over a drink or two, and uh, don't really bring it into the public. But we are bringing these topics into the public domain through the avoided debate. Now, my co-panelists today are Mona Lisa Sam. Welcome, Mona Lisa. Thank you, Alain. Okay, and Mona Lisa is, comes from a very strong retail and marketing background, and uh, is the, the nice person on the panel. And Kumaran Padiachi is the finance guru. Um, he is uh, uh, my partner in crime uh, in uh, many things, including 2 a.m. avoided debates uh, with a, a glass of whiskey or two. Now, today I want to be talking about that because I know that as we come to this side of the year, um, we're approaching December, we're pr approaching January and we are approaching two things, which is the year-end holiday and the concept of New Year. Mm. Now what I've noticed over the last couple of years is the, that this concept of New Year has changed somewhat, like very much like um, how many other trends have changed. I've noticed that people are now, because of cell phone and because of their iPads, because of their more connectivity, that December is not the same switch off that it used to be many years ago where you used to go with the family, go for two or three weeks, come back uh, and then start on the first week uh, of Jan. What, what it, what's happening now is that we're still engaged in our businesses over that time. So I want to I wanna pose that and to whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing or it's maybe just a, a subject to where you are in your journey or your personality. The second thing I want to put in, in into uh, this discussion today is the concept of a new year and new year's resolutions and new new year strategies etc and i want to share with you something that i've done in my business and i'm not saying that's the right thing to do but i have seen the results for the for the last four three years I, i've changed my strategy around strategy so what I used to do over December and January, so at the beginning of January, is to plan the big, well, here's the strategy for 2015, 2016, 2017, whatever the case may be. I, I put the strategy together, and then I would bring all the staff into the room, and I'd go, rah, 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 here's the whole strategy, and keep them there for a couple of hours, sometimes even a, a full day, if the strategy was that big. And, you know, uh, I, I thought my strategies were very clever, which I think they were, um, but there wasn't the same engagement by the, the staff. What I did three years ago was something completely different. 
I didn't, uh, uh, my view is that strategy is living, okay? And now I basically modify it every day, every week, every month, and communicate that strategy ongoing with, with, the, with my, my staff and my team. And so that I don't have this big January, uh, you know, drum roll and announcement. And so uh, in both those instances, I'm seeing two things happening. There's this flattening of the holiday, this concept of the big holiday is, is, in my opinion, evaporating and it's becoming something else. And the whole thing about this big New Year like strategy for me is also flattening and it's, it's moving over the, the year. I'm going to stop there as sort of uh, intro and maybe get some comments to start off this debate. Come on. Well, there's many things you've loaded into that preamble, <laughs> so I'll try and chew in it as we're going. The first thing is this concept of this annual New Year's. You know, man, as man, there's a quote somewhere, I can't recall it right now, but we have an inherent need to put structure and engineering to things that are not, that are, you know, that are disorderly, inherently disorderly. It's our own internal need, and, and there's a good and bad with it. The good is that it calms us down, okay, so we have uh, a runway, we know what's happening, and with that it has efficiency because things can go around, but it's not a natural state. Mm -hmm. So, so the, you know, so th that's the advantage of this annual New Year type of uh, uh, look. But I'm with you in the sense that uh, strategy uh, should not be an annual event. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> I think what's happening is that we're in a more volatile world, more volatile economy. And what is strategy simplistically? It's a plan in relation to the context. Mm. So if the context is changing often, you, there's some adjustments and pivoting and adaptation to the strategy. And so you, your view is more pragmatic and I don't think it's just unique to you, it's, it's a trend or people are doing that. And even, uh, you know, we say, we make the best laid plans and what God laughs or whatever. So, mm. so it's a very pragmatic approach that you're doing. I do the same thing, and uh, and I did shift from that annual or whatever it is uh, kind of view, and so now there's a lot more adjustment as you're going, you know, to to adapt. Uh, that's on that part. Um, do you want to respond on strategy? Because then I yeah, can yeah. talk about the renewal. Well, let's talk about strategy yeah. now. The no, flattening of. The flattening of stra the, the strategy. strategy. Yeah. I think I'm in complete agreement with you because when you focused on um, once-off strategy or once-off, as you call it, drum roll, it assumes that everything else stays the same. It assumes mm. you won't lose any staff. It assumes that, you know, very minute but important things in some entrepreneur's mind, you won't fall ill, the economy won't change and so forth. So that then leaves you static as a, an entrepreneur, as a strategist, because you're not able to adapt to the environment, as Kumaran says. So I, I've certainly found for myself that um, to be quite honest, even in corporate, I've never been an annual person. Um, I've always been, what is happening now? What is happening now? How have we, um, uh, where are we in, in, you know, in, the last, in the last three months, in the last week, depending on the industry as well. So um, I, I found that helped me adjust a lot better to conditions, to unex unexpected you know, in corporate um, retrenchments are becoming more apparent in some businesses. So if you as that business or that manager have not forecasted that, it's going to throw you off um, if you have only one annual strategy that you're stuck to. 
Well, it's time for us to take one of those big breaks right now, <laughs> and after that we'll come back and talk more about the concept of the flattened uh, holiday and the flattened strategy approach. Welcome back and thanks for spending your time with us. Uh, right now we are having our avoided debate and our debate is around the concept of the big December break and is that concept uh, evaporating as we spend more time connected to our iPads and our iPhones and uh, uh, all sorts of uh, connectivity to our businesses and is the concept of the annual strategy session also dissipating? Now before the break we were getting, I think there was some consensus here um, amongst the two of you. But I want to maybe bring the, the other side, uh, well. the other side uh, of this, uh, we'll keep on strategy mm. for now. Because the other side, what I found, and, and I'm just going to speak from a personal point of view of how I operate. So there is a, a broader strategy and I actually run that on, on Excel. Uh, not as in numbers, but as in pictures, as in organogram, what I'm, it's a design piece. It's designed with tabs and I'm going to do this and as the overall and I break it up. And, and, and what I do on a, sometimes every day, sometimes once a week, I go back to this thing and modif keep modifying it all the time. It's, mm -hmm. it's a living document that I keep sharing with my, my partner and my team um, and based on input and reality as you put it. But I always wonder whether that creates a weakness because when you have a deliberate strategy in Jan and saying this is what I want to achieve in December, you go for it. Mm. When you are, are constantly, you have a living strategy, you, have, you might be susceptible to the, well, this is real now, so let's not go there, let's mm. go there. So you become less committed yeah. because you can just delete and something change, and change yeah. all the time. So, a hybrid is a nice way to look at it. <coughs> and there's a, um, this concept called the balanced scorecard. Mm -hmm. uh, people think it's about performance management, but that's the tail end. Generally starts off with a strategy management tool, I think. That's what it is. And in one of the books, there's many books on it, they talk about different types of strategy sessions, where you have one uh, once a month, and it, it's just a normal uh, a dipstick checklist where you're going. There's a a light review once a quarter and then maybe twice a year or once a year a bigger review and the bigger review once a year maybe in March mm -hmm. it's nothing to do with January December mm. mental kind of thing but it's the concept of a longer deeper two-day review of strategy or replanning for the longer range committed plan and then once a month or once a quarter there's like just a, a light review and tweaking and adjustment so that's a hybrid it's got nothing to do with December, January. Mm. It's just. I think that's that's more what the consensus was about. That you, you know, as Kumaran put it, calendar just gives us structure. It gives mm. us a timeline and gives us, in some instances, a pressure to achieve certain things in, within a certain period of time. But if you are to then believe that a strategy is a living organism that continuously evolves and changes, depending on 
what you have achieved within the time that you had set yourself out for and what you haven't achieved. That's what you're reviewing. And you're then reviewing the external circumstances that may have contributed to that. And a review is not always negative. Sometimes you've surpassed what you thought, where you thought you would be at a certain period of time, not driven by any calendar, just driven by certain circumstances or an approach within the business. Um, that so I think for me, it's the mentality of saying it, it's not a January thing. It's not a December thing. It's a, it's a moment in time where you're taking a view in your business about where you are and where you should have been or, or how, how well you are, you know, where you are in terms of that. I want to just contradict myself or give you a different perspective on our speaking <laughs> for the January, December thing. Mm. Okay. Uh, no, because it, I believe in seeing both sides. No, of course and I'm pros saying. and cons, uh, two things. So as a default, there's a good merit in the, in the, in the January, December mm. pause, reflection, anxiety about what have I done with my life in the last year, let me reflect. <coughs> so, you know, man likes to put that calendar thing in place. Religions have certain uh, 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 symbolic uh, holidays or, 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 or uh, r uh, religious days that uh, foster reflection and meditative aspects. Mm. And that design is there for a purpose. But if we, if we ignore man and look at nature, we have seasons. Mm. Mm. And that's, a, that's in itself a kind of renewal. There's a purpose in that. Mm. We look at the snake that sheds its skin. So it's also something embedded in the, in the biology as well. And mm. if we take that wisdom or that philosophy from there, I think there's a good, there's a good advantage uh, it's automatic, uh, like a systems theory release valve. If we're like too busy and we're going, the December, January thing will force us to pause. Mm. Certain industries do come to a flat dead. And so you're in a different frame of mind. And even if that doesn't put planning, that fosters something. You, it forces you on your break to reflect on the year past. And, and to the extent you feel there's a gap, it creates some anxiety, which means it causes you to think differently about the year ahead. Mm which is a great benefit. It's mm. like a snake uh, changing its skin or the seasons changing. It's a, it's, a, it's a reset. Sometimes we all need a reset button. Mm. And, and it's a great default, I think. So there's a different view. Let, let, let's move now to the holiday element, the flattening of the, the holiday, that, that normal December holiday. Now, I'm sure this is different for everyone. So we all have a different experience of December, uh, that December holiday in the Southern Hemisphere. Have you? Do you have you found, first of all, the, the question to both of you is that you you have the same experience of December that it's it's too, it's still connected. It's more becoming more and more connected to work. In other words, less and less of a, just a switch off. That's number one. And number two, uh, related to do what do you what do you think is that do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing or an indifferent thing or it just is thing? Is it just changing? And the, sec the, second, uh, the second element there is, is around um, the, the fact that the, the quality of your holiday is a function of not doing anything that you normally do. It's like going to use a different part of your brain to let the, the, the brain, part of your brain that works all the time on the, on the problems have a complete rest and bring a completely new set of input mm -hmm. into your life for inspiration, you know, or rest. Mm. Just thoughts on that, on those elements? I mean, I'll speak from the um, journey of an entrepreneur. I think when you're starting off uh, in that first, we'll call it three, four years, your business is everything to you. You're, you're, 
you love, breathe it, and the idea of a holiday actually makes you anxious because um, in, that, in that time you're thinking about all of the prospects that you want to pursue and downtime seems like a disadvantage. So um, I think over the years for me what has evolved in terms of how obviously the business has evolved <coughs> and how I've settled into um, you know, this, this path, I've learned to you know, take those breaks at different times of the year, mm. not necessarily in December, so that when December comes I'm not anxious and I'm able um, to disconnect. Um, and I'm not, I'm no longer anxious. I'm no longer anxious because I think for an, an entrepreneur starting out, you're thinking, January, I need to, you know, I need, I need that client, you know. And the reality is most clients only come back mid-Jan, mm. you know. So that screws your plan totally over, no matter how much strategizing you've done over the December period. Yeah. So I've learned that it's not a reflection on me, a reflection of my approach, but just a reflection of the environment and how then I need to adapt and say, okay, let me take time out in September so that I'm able to prepare for the next six to eight months, which takes me through to December, January. So my view, my personal view is that um, entrepreneurs need to learn to disconnect um, without the anxiety, whether it's December, whether it's June, whether it's, it's, it's September, you have to take that time out and do something completely different so that your frame of mind is different to, um, to how you come back and, and resolve certain issues. So how the audience ourselves will perceive this is based on perhaps the age and stage of your business mm. and your own age and stage. Um, so I, mm. I do think it evolves, the answer sure. changes mm. as you go. My own take is I like the way I see uh, Richard Branson's take on stuff and how it appears that it's going, which is, you know, you're working and holidaying and mixing and fun perpetually. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's not a way like of life. It's not, yeah, it's, it's a way of life style. rather than this delayed I'm going to be happy when I go on that holiday kind yeah. of thing and it's this disaster for the in-between. So it should be mixed and meddled in between. Uh, I aspire to do that. I'm not doing that very well. <laughs> but uh, I, I do go on breaks in between like you mm. and I like that. Um, so I, I think people will settle in on that. I certainly see my entrepreneurial colleagues more in that kind of space, you know, spacing things out and holidays at weird times or just an impulsive break now and again. Yeah, I'd like to go. There's a there's a 18 day uh, rally in southern um, Asadic country, so, uh, you know, uh, annual event, 18 days, and I want to do that. Now I'm planning to do that. So that's got nothing to do with uh, you know. Car rally. Hmm? Car rally. Yeah, but it's a fun rally. Yeah, not yeah. not a racing kind of rally. And I think Cannonball Run. Anyway, and uh, I think people also have a pragmatic view. Mm -hmm. So this idea of I, I can't imagine someone going on holiday and just working the whole way through. Mm -hmm. I don't think that happens a lot. That's just a delusion in our head. I don't see that. I also, I think more people are just going on holiday and switching off completely. And it's nothing wrong if there's a pragmatic thing you have to deal with, a work issue in between break. I tend to, over the last many years, to properly switch off from, from work when I'm on a year-end break. But when I'm in breaks in between, you know, you you're you you're interchange, you're, you're yeah. interchange. Last year I had to deal with something where I was overseas and and I was dealing with an important uh, 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 negotiation issue with a counterparty in Europe 
as you know, their holiday season, mm. December, they work through, right? And um, so I had, to, I, had to make amend, I had to make some plans and adapt and deal with that for a few days and, and, and carry it on. You're pragmatic. Well, that's uh, a good cue to take another break. Uh, mm -hmm. It's time for ad break now. We'll be right back with the last part of the avoided debate. Welcome back to the Avoided Debate. Uh, today we're talking about the, the concept of taking a year-end break and whether that is the same that it used to be many years ago, given the fact that we now are still so connected uh, during December and January through our iPhones and our iPads and all sorts of other m means. And uh, whether strategy, the way that we deliver our strategy to our staff is still the same, uh, given you know, the, the current trends. Uh, and perhaps uh, it's just me and Kumaran and Mona Lisa, and you are, are, are getting great results from a January strategy to, to your team. A bit of a weird one here, I want to, as we conclude today around holidays. You know, you talk about very often, Kumaran, you're the one who talks about by design, or is this a design thing on purpose, deliberate? Or is it, you know, random, um, passive, you know, external locus of control? Is there a way you think that y is there a way to design a holiday that is beneficial to your business? In other words, that you you say certain types of holidays uh, result in a better you, better entrepreneur, better experience, a better Im, uh, inputs for the for for the the rest of the year. So, as an example, um, you would go to a context which would feed your mm. strategy versus just going to sit on a beach somewhere mm. and just with no no input. What do you think about that? And if if you think that that's possible, maybe some ideas of what what we can do around that. Mm. I see my, uh, you 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 chomping there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't agree with designing a holiday and how it can benefit your business. Mm. I wouldn't advocate that. That's my personal view. But I believe uh, sometimes I try and spruce it up or do something different where we design a holiday with, with some purpose. You know, you're thinking about that. And there's, uh, there's two, but I'll mention just one. So for a family holiday, uh, a year or two ago, we designed a nine-day trip, in, impulsive driven, to go to Cape Town and back road trip in the Easter period, but not booking any accommodation. So every day we lived for the day. Mm. And the kids had to go through the stress of booking accommodation. And that had so much of adventure and you know unintended consequences and stuff that we learned in between. They learned about small business. Uh, that wasn't the intent, but that's all the stuff that came out and conversing with different people. You know, it, uh, if we just designed it at the at the outer ends, and a whole lot of impromptu stuff happened, mm. it was very interesting. Mm. Well, Lisa, I think it's uh, it's it's. I wouldn't advocate it, and I'll tell you. I think 
the, the mistake entrepreneurs often make is to isolate themselves from the the immediate surroundings and that would include family so for me my holidays are designed to connect with the people that support me and as well as connecting with myself so if that means just quiet time or doing something completely different that not only benefits my family but also benefits the business you know so i think it's it's personality driven it's circumstantial driven how much time have you taken away from your personal life you know investing in the business and how do you balance that because as Kumaran rightly said, you know, entrepreneurship is a lifestyle. It's something that you've chosen. And I think we often advocate it to be, um, which it is, it's a, this heroic thing. And we make everyone who's doing, you know, the daily things in corporate seem meaningless. But they also building, they also then, they don't advocate that they've gone on holiday, that they're doing this. They just do things as their lifestyle determines. So. Personality and circumstantial driven is how my holidays are designed. Just to conclude with me, I, I, in December I never go away. I, I stay home and lick my wounds you know, <laughs> from, the, from, from the year. And basically, I love being in, in Johannesburg at this time. Everyone's gone go. away. And I, I basically, um, it's, it's convalescence for, for me. It's, about, it's a real about nurturance yeah. for, for myself. And, but the second thing is during the year when I design think about holidays, I like to be in context which I've never been in before. Uh, that's the design piece, is that I'm going to be in a posi position or a place where I have never ever been there before and mm. that then brings in all sorts of uh, other gifts uh, sure. through that process. Well that's it uh, for today's uh, show. Uh, on the hour version of the show this week I'm joined by Dr. Nick Erbel who is CEO of Reciprocation Marketing Academy and our topic of discussion is marketing leadership and Dr. Nick unpacks how you should choose a brand e-motivator. This is followed by an interview with Tony de Fonseca, chairman of FASA, the Franchise Association of South Africa, to discuss FASA's goals and vision for the future in order to create more job opportunities in South Africa. Until t next time from all of us, goodbye and remember if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. Courage to Grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business. And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.